Welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. We are back for week two with a new top ten list. Just real quick how this show works. Each week, one of us comes prepared with a top ten list. The other does not know what that list is until the minute we hit record. We'll be covering a wide range of topics like the world's deadliest animals or the highest grossing animated films of all time or the most prolific serial killers. No topic is off limits. Neither of us are experts, by the way, but we encourage you to follow along at home and enjoy the the guesswork. And above all else, we hope you learn something new with our lists. And I also hope that you just have a blast. Just have a good time. You have no idea what this week's list is, do you? No. Is it the most successful video game franchises of all time? Because if it is, I think I might have a shot at that one. It's not. This week, our list is the top 10 historical rankings of U.S. presidents. Huh. And what is that based on? The rankings are an aggregate of 19 polls surveying academic historians, political scientists, and popular opinion. I found this on a Wikipedia article, which means it very likely could have been written by a madman. The rankings focused on the president's achievements, their leadership qualities, failures, and faults. Another way to say this, general consensus among people People who who would know know are saying these were the best presidents. Yes. All time. Okay. So if, and maybe we should Trump. put a disclaimer. Trump. <laughs> yeah. He, they made a new special number beyond number one for him. Uh, this, maybe we should put out a special disclaimer, disclaimer right now that there we obviously we're going to be speaking about politics. If you're so sensitive that you cannot handle some discussion where two people that you've never met and will most likely never ever meet in your life have different opinions than you, then maybe you should turn the podcast off. Or before you do, please go rate us like a five out of five on <laughs> iTunes. You can also listen to our debut episode from last week where we talked about the most successful video game franchises of all time. You know, if you're a fucking nerd and you like that shit. <laughs> or if you're just too puss to listen to some political discussion. Uh, I will tell you, no, Trump is not in the top 10. What? And according to this list, he is ranked. Oh, so this is current, like very current. Yeah, he is ranked last. Wow. He's ranked number 44, even though he's the 45th president. He is ranked at number 44 because there is a tie on this list uh, somewhere I noticed earlier. So I'll start by saying I am not an expert in political matters uh, or presidential achievements. I have a decent idea. I, I have probably a standard level of understanding, but nothing more than that. I think about half of these you are going to get fairly easily and the other half... I'm probably the other half, you know, their names and that's probably about it. So why don't we start by me guessing which presidents are for sure not on the list or not in the top 10. Okay. Trump. He's ranked last. I mean, Hey, he has, uh, he has barring any unforeseen legal problems. He has two years, two more years to uh, turn this ship around and pull himself from dead last place, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, how unfair that they graded him before his first term's even over. Ugh, makes me sick. Okay, so another one I'm going to guess is not in the top 10 is Millard Fillmore. He's not on the top. He's not. (laughs) And and everyone listening collectively said, who? Huh? (laughs) He was the 12th president. Or no, he's the 13th president, not 12th. He is the 13th president. How did you know that? Um... I have a list of presidents in order in front of me. Oh, that. You know, I'll allow it. I'll I'm not, allow it. I'm not looking at your list. I'm just looking at the list of presidents in order. He's ranked have. number 39 on this. He's from the Whig party. I don't know anything. I mean, I know very little. I think Whigs were conservative, and I'm guessing they wore wigs. I will say that for a more serious contender that some people might think are in the top 10, but that won't be, I'll add, is Woodrow Wilson is not in the top 10. You are wrong. Woodrow Wilson is ranked number seven. Hmm. I thought he'd be like around, you know, 11 to 15 range. What do you know about Woodrow Wilson? I know that he was president during uh, World War I. That's correct. I know that he was a Democrat. That's, pr- that's, uh, yes. that's the extent of my uh, knowledge. He, uh, I mean, there, uh, 
again, I recognized his name and I knew also that he was president during World War One. Uh, other than that, I had to look it up. He created the Federal Reserve System, which conspiracy theorists tell me is how the new world order controls the world with the, or at least the United States. Give us a. I have no idea. I have no idea. I just know conspiracy theorists hate the Federal Reserve and uh, Ron Paul wants to audit it. He also created federal income tax, uh, which is a nosebleed for everyone. But I think most of us can agree that federal income tax goes towards fairly important infrastructure and uh, governmental needs and something about economic regulation. Anyway, he's number seven. I think he's not particularly exciting, but he is on this list. I'm going to say both George Bushes are not on the top 10. No. The <laughs> highest ranked the highest ranked Bush is H.W. Bush, the elder, ranked at number 22. That's not too bad. No, it's, it's higher not. than I would have thought. The younger Bush, Bush, W. Bush, the lesser, is ranked at number 32, which is... That's also higher than I would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm any others that any others you're totally sure would not be in the top ten? Yeah, I mean, there's these presidents that a lot of people have never heard of. Or that's right. You could. Yeah. If you have a list there, you could just name Benjamin names. Harrison, yeah. Rutherford B. Hayes, James Buchanan, Zachary Taylor, James Polk. None of them are in the top ten. John Tyler. Nope. nope. All right. I'm going to list some that I'm for sure have got to be in the top ten. Let's hear it. And this is based on my guess of what experts would say. I'm going to say John F. Kennedy is in the top 10. John F. Kennedy is number 10. So he just barely sneaks in there. Oh, JFK. He was the youngest president elected to office. For those who abhor history, I guess if you don't like history, you've probably turned this off. But for those who don't know, uh, he was he was actually handed the Bay of Pigs invasion. It was signed off on by Eisenhower. And then Kennedy, Kennedy was over oversaw it. I think he opposed it from the beginning. Anyway, Bay of, Bay of Pigs was a disaster. And Wait, uh, you said he was handed Babe the pig? <laughs> yes. He was handed a talking big and he <laughs> fucked it all up. He, I, I like that he rejected um, Operation Northwoods. And those were, uh, Operation Northwood was a plan put together by the Joint Chiefs in order to orchestrate false flag attacks. You know what a false flag attack is? Uh, yeah, of course. But for our listeners, why don't you explain? Explain for the folks at home what a false flag, <laughs> flag attack is. It's... When someone uh, poses as an agent provocateur or a terrorist or or some sort of agent of of crime or chaos, and they fake an attack by a group in order to gain public support or public animosity towards a certain group or public support for a policy, you know, that would be against the group that did this. So the, um, if you, you know, if you understand anything about history, you probably understand more than I do in explaining this, but the Reichstag fire in Germany is an example of a false flag attack. There's conspiracy theorists who I, I am 100% are confident are wrong that believe the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting was a false flag attack carried out, you know, to take away our guns, which uh, for the many reasons that, that that theory is repugnant and disgusting and wrong and illogical. You can also be proven wrong by the fact that everyone still has their guns. Anyway, that's what a false flag attack is. The joint, the chief, chief joint, the joint chiefs put together a plan to carry out these false flag attacks on American soil to kill Americans potentially to gain public approval for a war against Cuba. And Kennedy said, I don't think that's a good idea. We shouldn't do that. Some things you may not know about John F. Kennedy is he held secret written correspondence with Khrushchev discussing ways that they could end the Cold War or their challenges, their personal challenges, uh, working within their respective states in trying to bring about peace. He established the Peace Corps, supported the civil rights movement. He was the one of the authors of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which was passed after his death. Uh, it reminds me, uh, if you didn't know, he uh, got assassinated. What? 
it was a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure you'll tell us about the assassination, but it kind of just speaks to the culture in America where undisputed, undisputed, <laughs> undisputedly, the number one thing that anyone thinks about when they think JFK is assassination. It's none of the good or bad that he did in office. It's the assassination and all the conspiracy theories the that surround it. Yes, the suspicious circumstances around the death of the leader of the free world. Yeah, um, in public, no less. I'm fascinated with the assassination. I read lots of books, seen lots of documentaries on it. It's a subject for a whole other podcast. Uh, but among his other accomplishments was he put us on the moon or put us on track to land a man and multiple men on the moon. And you might not have also, you may not have known. Kennedy was also constantly ill with a myriad of physical ailments and injuries, and he was almost always in constant pain and therefore always on some type of painkiller or other drug. I actually did not know that. He had a lot of uh, back issues. He had, I read all about them earlier, but he had a, a myriad of issues um, yeah, for which he received all kinds of drugs, including these quote-unquote, like, B12 shots. Do you remember the episode of Mad Men where they came and got those B12 vitamin shots and it turned out it was full of amphetamines? Uh, Kennedy was doing one of the reasons he was able to get up and move around and maintain his schedule and also have high-profile extramarital affairs was the fact that he was <laughs> constantly pumped full of drugs. In fact, that it, I mean, that really is a point that um, he had, you know, the presidential schedule, the presidential, the, the duties and responsibilities of that job are so time consuming that to carry on multiple extramarital affairs like he did requires, I mean, it is actually quite a feat. It is something that only a quote unquote great man is capable of, not great uh, in the way that he is like that. It's a good thing, but great in that it is uh, a feat <laughs> that many men could not achieve. And one of the ways he achieved that feat was being stoned to the gills on meth. You, you cut out there. You said he had great feet. Just kidding. What, did all of his health issues stem from one reason? No. Uh, some of them were just related to uh, bad genetics or just bad luck of contracting uh, an illness. One, one, he had one illness that was an autoimmune disorder. Um, I'm sure he also had injuries from his service in World War II. I think that's maybe where he had, had his back injury. And I think he had il uh, some illnesses as a child, too. Okay, so number right, 10, John F. Kennedy. Number 7, Woodrow Wilson. And the floor is wide open. So, for another president that I know is in the top 10, mm -hmm. well, I mean, I don't know in that I'm looking at a list. I know in that I'm very confident. And that is going to be uh, Mr. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Franklin D. Roosevelt is number two. Yep. Some interesting facts about Franklin Roosevelt is he had no legs. Well, okay. He, he literally had legs. He had legs. Yeah. I guess he, yeah, he had legs. They just, they were wiggly and wobbly and didn't work that well. <laughs> As we that's saw that's one way to put it. Yes. John, Vo John Voight heroically demonstrated in the movie Pearl Harbor that he could stand when he needed to inspire the country to fight Nazis. Let me take a minute to honor John Voight for his <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Heroic sacrifice. Uh, Roosevelt uh, was the author of The New Deal, which helped pull us out of the Great Depression resulted in uh, all kinds of crazy works of infrastructure. Uh, maybe he knew about Pearl Harbor before it happened, but who are we to judge? Although the internment camps that he oversaw the creation of during World War II, in retrospect, seemed like a bad idea. I need you to go back for a minute. What, what is the theory about Pearl Harbor that he knew ahead of time? There is a theory that... He that he and other government officials had word about that, that that attack on Pearl Harbor was imminent, and that they failed to stop it. Same theory as a lot of people have about nine eleven. Yeah, that they sent out a majority of the fleet on a training exercise or something, so that the entire fleet wouldn't be destroyed, and then let it happen in order to gain public support for entering World War II. I don't know. It's just something that's out there. I have no idea of whether it's true or not. 
I mean, I suppose I could do a little more research and find out, but I haven't done that. I don't, I don't know that it's known for sure. And he is in office for those keeping score at home from 1933 to 1945. That's 12 years. Yeah, which is he, correct me if I'm wrong, he was the last president to not have the two term limit. Correct. Yeah, which was instituted because of his long run. But he was a very popular president, wasn't he, during his presidency? Yeah, because nobody knew that he was just rolling around. I think, I think a lot of backwoods yokels at the time would have been very upset if they had found out that the president did not have working legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, logically so, of course. Someone else, you ready for my next guess? Yeah. I am going to guess, let's see, number one. Okay, so number two is JFK. Number one. No, number 10 was JFK. Number two is Franklin Roosevelt. I got the initials. Yeah. JFK, FDR. FDR is number two. I'm going to say this guy I'm about to say is either number one or three. And that is Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is number one. And I agree with this. Uh, As someone who is a history... I'm not going to say buff. I don't like the word buff. I'm interested in history, and I'm particularly interested in Civil War history. I don't think anyone would ever call you buff. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln is intensely fascinating to me, and I got some facts about Abraham Lincoln you might not know. Did you know? Why don't you start by when he was in office? When he was in office? I'll just tell you that. I know that off the top of my head. He was off in office from 1860 to April 1865, whereupon he left office on account of he got shot in the head. Did he really? Yeah. In his younger years, did you know he was a wrestler? He was underrated as a wrestler. You mean undefeated? Uh, no, I don't know that he was undefeated. I think historically people are under underrating his skill as oh, a wrestler. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually had heard that before. Um, I have a quote from him in one of these wrestle-offs or wrestlemanias, as they used to call them, a quote after he had uh, whooped some of these country guys and these country boys. He said, I'm the big buck of this lick. If any of you want to try it, come on and wet your horn. <laughs> so stupid. Do you have any fact? Can you tell me what fact about his life led to a vampire hunter film being made about him in recent memory, recent years. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There was an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. It was something like two or three years old. I I will say um, he, the grim specter of death was never far from Abraham Lincoln from the time he was, uh, from even before he was born. His father witnessed the murder of of his father, of Lincoln's grandfather. His father was eight years old and witnessed his own father being murdered by Indians. And then when Lincoln was eight or nine years old, his mother died. His own mother died. He also had a sibling that died, uh, I think, in childbirth. His mother died uh, from milk sickness. I don't know what that is. She drank too much milk. He had a child who died while he was in the White House. And that's part of what drove his wife all crazy. So, yeah. And then he had dreams and visions about his own death. So, I think he, he's definitely, uh, he definitely has a morbid air about him, even outside of the bullet to the head. <laughs> right. Uh, which, again, like JFK, is his defining trait. You can catch a bullet pretty well. Although I think more so than JFK, it's just my personal observation, more so than JFK, his presidential contribution, Lincoln's presidential contributions are a little more recognized as far as, you know, his, his work during the Civil War. Yes. I remember being told as a child that he freed the slaves, which is true with the Emancipation Proclamation and the Union persevering. However, when I was a child, I thought that that meant that he had a key okay. to their shackles and he just walked around unlocking them. And I was like, well, what, what took him so long? Or why didn't they make a copy of that key? <laughs> I, I just <laughs> the mind of a child. Yeah. You said you were like 19 there, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So that was number one. We got one Lincoln, two FDR, seven Wil- Woodrow Wilson, 10 JFK. Mm-hmm. There's a few more that I'm pretty certain are on this list. 
I'm going to say another one is FDR's happy Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. Well, in point of fact, it was not his father. <laughs> I know. But a, a cousin, I think a second or maybe even third cousin. Yes, Theodore Roosevelt is ranked number four. He's one of my favorite presidents. Pretty high. For all of his machismo. Uh, and he was, what is, what's the word for someone who is adept across a myriad of, of disciplines? I don't know. I don't know. But That's he. Third time to use myriad during this conversation, though. He was a writer, a war hero, a naturalist. He started the national parks, which yeah. is maybe my, the thing I enjoy the most about him. He's a little too willing to sacrifice men in war. I don't think he is uh, criticized enough for some of his poor decision making during the Spanish Amer- Spanish American War that led to a lot of his men getting killed uh, simply so that he wouldn't feel the same shame that his father felt during the Civil War. You know, Theodore Roosevelt was driven to be this like to be a soldier and to be a hero at war because he felt shame. His father during the Civil War uh, was one of these rich guys who paid for someone to take his place in the war. Really? Yeah, there. Were, I cannot remember the name for it off the top of my head, but yeah, uh, rich people. If you could afford it, you could hire someone to take your place in the in the draft or take your place in the service of the Union Army. And his father did that, and I think his father was uh, ended up being ashamed of it, and Theodore was extremely ashamed of it. Ashamed on behalf of his father. Yes. I'm seeing here that he was president from 1901 to 1905. Yes. Uh, I, uh, was he not a popular president during his time in office? I have no idea. Uh, so he was in office 01 to 05. He was a Republican. And he stepped in when, as he was a vice president to William McKinley. Is that he got murdered. He got assassinated, right? Yeah. Was there any other presidents besides McKinley, JFK, and Lincoln that got assassinated? There were attempts. Was Garfield assassinated? Yeah, I know there was attempts. And I see that Theodore himself only lived to be 60 years old. How Do you know how he died? James Garfield was assassinated. Who the fuck would kill James Garfield? Uh, I'll tell you in just a moment. I want to know, too. What kind of asshole? Uh, he was shot by Charles J. Guiteur. G-U-I-T-E. AU, a disgruntled office seeker at the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station in Washington, D.C. on July 2nd, 1881. And he survived for 11 weeks of intensive and other care. And then he succumbed to his wounds. Succumbed from a myriad of wounds. He must From a myriad of wounds, he succumbed. Okay, you got... How did Theodore Roosevelt die? Quietly in his sleep. Really? He's only I don't 60. Know. I'm, I'm looking okay. it up right now. Uh, he had breathing problems. And, well, he had breathing problems since he was a child. Uh, let's see. His last words were, please put out that light, James. <laughs> <laughs> to his family servant, James Amos, he died between 4 and 4.15 the next morning in his sleep after a blood clot detached from a vein and traveled to his lungs. He was 60. He wasn't uh, too manly for that. Yeah. I'm going to guess that George Washington is in the top 10. Oh, yes. George Washington is in the top 10. He's number three. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows who George Washington is. He is the psycho who was unable to tell a lie, which is a scary thing to be unable to do. Isn't Lincoln also attributed with that? Like no. in, in folklore? Honest. Oh, yeah. They say he's honest, Stay. Abe. Uh, I guess so. Got Honest Abe and Cherry Tree Washington. Let's see. Among his accomplishments, he was the commander in chief of the Continental Army that whipped the Limeys and won, uh, won America her freedom. In addition to being the first president, he helped implement a strong and well-financed national government. He set a lot of presidential president uh, presidential precedents. A myriad of precedents. A myriad of presidential precedents, many of which Donald Trump is currently wiping his orange ass with. 
And let's see. <laughs> this is in my notes. He was not too cool about slaves. He owned them. Yeah, but didn't. And then eventually. He, he was not alone at the time. Eventually, he was troubled with the practice, which I. Th- <laughs> which when I stopped reading there, I was I thought, well. And that's awfully weak, isn't it? I'm very troubled about this practice. But then he freed all of his slaves in 1799. He took that key and unlocked. That was his. That was the year he died. All his shackles. Yes, and I have. He famously lost all his teeth except for one. And people said he had wooden teeth. He didn't have any wooden teeth, but he did have different sets of teeth made, fake teeth. And I saw some of these teeth in person. There was a traveling George Washington exhibit that came to a museum close to me. And I went a few years ago and looked at it. And I saw a set of his teeth. And they were set together with a metal springed hinge. And I believe there was some placard or piece of information there that said he kept a handkerchief with him when he was wearing these, this set of teeth to dab away the like rusty drool. Uh, he also took laudanum for the pain in his mouth. He, uh, he, he's also number one on the list of presidents ranked by bad mouths. <laughs> he took laudanum for the pain in his mouth. How did he lose his teeth originally? Just from rotting away? Yeah. Beginning at an early age, Washington suffered from dental problems throughout his life. By the time he became president, he lost all but a single tooth. Yeah, that's it. He uh, he just had dental problems. Yeah, exciting. Can I? Uh, he and I'm seeing here on on my notes that he is he was unaffiliated to any uh, political party. Yeah, he was independent. Oh, I found it here. He lost his teeth because he chewed down a cherry tree. Okay. All right. I'm just going to pretend that was ever said and move on to my next guess, which is Ulysses. I can't ever say it. Are you talking about Ulysses S. Grant? Yes. Thank you. Well, you'd be wrong. He is not on this list. And Where does he rank? He's pretty low. He is ranked number 36. Huh. Now, despite being adept at only one thing in his in his. He was really only good at one thing in his life. He was a a failure at business, a failure at everything he tried career-wise, except for the military and except for, uh, you know, eventually he was made commander of the, of the union armies. And he was extremely successful at that. He wrote on the back of that success to the presidency, but I think he, from what I understand, he surrounded himself with uh, corrupt grifters and his presidency was fraught with scandal. Give me a scandal. I can't. Re- I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. I think it's just all stuff about like you know skimming, you know stealing money. It's almost like your uh, research for this podcast might have had time to look up a scandal or two. But hey, what do I know? When, <laughs> when was uh, he in office, and what was his? There's a whole party? page on Wikipedia. Uh, all just about his administration's scandals. And oh man, there's one called the Black Friday Gold Panic of 1869. Um, let's see. Salary grab, breach of treaty of Fort Laramie, huh. whiskey ring. Um, I always thought Mr. Grant was a well-liked president, but I guess I was. He was, he was very well-liked. Uh, he had a great public perception. In fact, after he was president, he was broke. But his his biography, his memoirs were anxiously awaiting awaited, and he although he's very ill, he stayed alive long enough to finish his memoirs to be published, and that fortune saved his family. Huh. So suck it, I do know a couple things about <laughs> old U.S. Grant, and I know that he's not on the top ten. I'm sure some listeners out there are screaming names at me, but those were all my like. Locks. Okay, so for, you've got you got Lincoln at number one. You okay. got FDR at number two, mm-hmm. and Washington at number three. Teddy Roosevelt at number four. Number five and number six are wide open. 
Were they in the 1800s? No. Was Thomas Jefferson who's Was Thomas Jefferson anywhere in the top 10? Thomas Jefferson is number 5. Okay. You and I'm said, surprised you didn't guess him higher. He he, he was him. in the 1800s. Um well yeah. You just said okay. <laughs> I well I always picture him at the end of the 18th century. Because he was a founding father yeah. and a principal author of the Declaration of Independence. He also wrote that all men are created created equal, but he also owned some of them. I was just about to say that. He made the, I mean, not out of his own pocket, but he arranged for the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, although on the, the con side to Thomas Jefferson, he started Indian removal. So that's kind of, that's not cool. Wait, Indian. Oh, okay. Indian removal. Yeah. He was a farmer, a lawyer, a politician, a surveyor, a mathematician, a holder, horticulturalist, a naturalist, an architect, God. and obviously also a hypocrite. Yeah. But, um, how was, how was his ass? Um, uh, ginger. <laughs> He was Regret a asking. huge proponent of religious freedom. Have you ever heard of the Jefferson Bible? I have, yeah. Oh, well, I guess that conversation. For, for the folks at home, explain to the folks at home what the Jefferson Bible is. Why don't you do that? <laughs> he, he, I think he went through the Bible, if I understand correctly. He went through the Bible with a black magic marker, and he crossed out all the parts that were fantastical. Do you really think he used a magic marker? A black magic marker. And he crossed out all the parts that were fantastical or magical. And he left only the the philosophy of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Is that, is that, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I've never read it. Is there published versions out there of that? Yeah, you can Google the Jefferson Bible. Yeah. Pick your copy up at your local borders. <laughs> okay. You've got a couple more and you're maybe not going to guess them. So I'm going to give you some clues. Just tell me yes or no, Obama or Clinton. Are they on here? No. I didn't think so. Obama is actually ranked on this list as number 11. Yeah. I. Yeah. But I mean, don't tell a lot don't of people. Tell, I don't know. <laughs> 35% of... Uh, don't mention his name around 35% of American voters. Yep. Uh, let's see. So you've gotten all of the top five. Number six. Number six, I honestly did not know would be on this list. I really didn't think so. But anyway, he's here. I don't think you would guess it. I'll give you a clue. Okay. He has no middle name. The initial is just an initial. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through my list here. James K. Polk, you already told me he's not on there. No. Rutherford B. Hayes, you told me he's not on there. No, the B stands for bastard. Is it really? I don't think so. (laughs) Sometimes you just, you deliver something with such, (laughs) that with with such confidence. What about Dwight D. Eisenhower? Dwight D. Eisenhower is not the one I was thinking of. Harry S. Truman. No, well, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower is on the list. He has a middle initial, but the D stands for something. The D stands for David. Dwight David Eisenhower was president. He served two terms from 1953 to 1961. Hang on. What number is he on the ranking? He's number eight. Okay. You may remember Dwight D. Eisenhower as the Supreme Commander of the Allied Expeditionary Forces in Europe in World War II. He led us to victory uh, by strangling Adolf Hitler to death with his own bare hands. That doesn't sound right. Which is not in the history books. You have to dig deep to find that fact. Um, Is that the same history book where... uh Washington lost his teeth by biting through a cherry by tree. chewing through a cherry tree. Yeah. yeah, is that the Jefferson history book? Yeah, it's the took it's, out all the non-fantastic. It's actually in the Jefferson Bible. <laughs> okay. Eisenhower helped contain the expansion of communism. He established NASA, which started the space race. 
He continued New Deal practices and expanded Social Security and signed the Civil Rights Act of 1957. And you may also remember, do you remember anything from his farewell, farewell address where he, he strongly warned against the corrupting influence of the military industrial complex, which conspiracy theorists, uh, including JFK assassination conspiracy theorists point to as Eisenhower sounding an alarm that the military industrial complex had already achieved this corrupting influence. Mm. And what do you believe? I think he's right. I think, I think if there was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy, it was part of the same, same decision-making that led to an escalation of our presence in Vietnam, potentially what led to conflict in Korea and what led to numerous dictators being overthrown or installed at the behest of Mm -hmm. shadowy parts of our government. I think that there are probably, you know, just like everyone knows what the CIA is and what the FBI is and what the NSA is. I think there are other departments of the government that don't have a catchy three letter acronym shadow government. (laughs) I think there are some parts of government organizations that are off the books that are in very close coordination with the military industrial complex and probably steer a lot of, a lot more of the decision-making on the international level than, than we would be comfortable with knowing. Uh, so good times. Uh, real, real quick, I have a correction that you did not correct me on earlier. Mm. Uh, we we may have done this for others, but for Theodore Roosevelt in particular, we said he was president 1901 to 1905, and that's actually. And we said we wondered why he didn't do more than one term. He did do two terms. He was elected in 1901 and again in 1905. So I misread what I was looking at. So uh, he was in office from 1901 to 1909. Yes. Yeah. I said oh, we said 05 earlier. So I just wanted to. Correct that. Another point, too, on Eisenhower is how we mentioned how Lincoln and Kennedy, despite any good or bad they did in office, their legacy is tied very strongly to their assassination. The mm-hmm. same can be true with Eisenhower because his legacy is tied strongly to the fact that he had a hell of an ass. <laughs> no matter what he did, good or bad, in office, he just can't seem to to get under his own legacy. He get looks. From under. He he has an uncanny resemblance to my own grandfather, <laughs> and I can only picture him as a grandpappy. Yeah. All right. As nothing nothing uh, close to a to a sexual or sensual being. <laughs> sensual being. No, I don't picture Dwight D. Eisenhower nor your grandpappy as being uh, what sensual. most people would consider a sensual being. No, I can say that I don't think that. I think Bill Clinton might be ranked among the most sensual presidents. <laughs> yeah, where's that list at? Hey, by the way... I Kennedy said, was very sensual as well. Well, he was hyped up on the... Yeah, all of his senses were heightened. You said Obama was number 11. What's, what's Clinton? William Jefferson Clinton. No, I said Bill Clinton. ranked 18th on this list. Yeah, I figured he'd be high-ish because I, I know... His highest ranking in any survey was... He was ranked number 8 in uh, an academic survey in t- 2015. You know, I'll bet there's a president that some people would guess is on the top 10... But other people would say he's definitely not. And I'm going to say he's definitely not. And I'm going to say is Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan is is definitely not on the top 10. Yeah. Some people are like super into Ronald Reagan. But I think a lot of people whose opinion I trust or opinion I put a lot of stock into say that Reagan was uh, not as great as some people would have you believe. He's not a top 10 president. Yeah. That's, not, that's true. But he is no slouch. He is ranked number 16 oh, on that's, this Okay, list. that's pretty good. That's just really good. Behind, just behind John Adams, who I would have predicted being ranked higher, well, simply then, because there was an HBO miniseries made about him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't blame you. So I got number six and nine left to fill. Is that right? 
Yes. So let's go back. I told you there was a president with a middle initial. The oh. middle initial stood did not stand for anything. I think you ought to know it by now. James A. Garfield? It was Harry S. Truman. Oh, God damn it. How did I forget Truman? The S stands for nothing. He, uh, so Harry S. Truman was president uh, in, from April 12th, 1945, the day that President Roosevelt said... I had a head, I have a headache and slumped over dead. Did that uh, all happen in one sequence? Yes. Did you get well, that? Well, he did slump over or? onto the Bible that Truman was taking the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant. <laughs> he was waiting to catch his fall with the Bible. <laughs> with the Jefferson Bible. Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just meant, did he say he had a headache and then immediately die? Yes, he he said I have a headache, and then he died of a cerebral hemorrhage, which is one of the funniest ways to die. <laughs> right? Truman was uh, six or nine. Truman was number six, and I was surprised surprised by this. Uh, granted, I don't know a ton about Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have expected him to be uh, ranked this high on the list. Uh, however, his accomplishments include rebuilding the economy of Western Europe. Established NATO to fight the commies. He, he nuked a bunch of Japanese people. I guess that's not an accomplishment. That's just something notable. Yeah. Uh, he I, desegregated the armed forces, which is very good. I mean, he was a founder of the United Nations. And I've, I didn't know, did not know this about him, but after his presidency, he turned down offers to work or to be on corporate payrolls, believing that taking advantage of such financial opportunities would diminish the integrity of the nation's highest office. Oh, the guy, he, Truman. Yeah, uh, stands in stark contrast, stark contrast to our current situation. And because he turned down these offers, uh, and due to a couple other issues, he had he had financial difficulties. He was nearly he was broke for the rest of his life. Did they? I know they pay presidents now for life after presidency. Did that? Was that not in place at the no. time? No. Uh, in fact, I'm uh, glad you asked. That is one of the more notable things about him. It was after he left the presidency that they um, that they basically gave a pension, uh, began giving pensions to uh, former presidents, and uh, Harry and his wife Bess were the first two people to receive Medicare cards from Lyndon B. Johnson. I personally would have thought Lyndon Johnson would have been in the top 10, uh, perhaps even as high as Harry S. Truman. Um, not because of his escalation of continued escalation of our presence in Vietnam, but because of the great society deals and his support for civil rights and his support, his um, support of, I think he, under his administration, Medicare and Medicaid were created. I think social security was expanded even further. Yeah. But does he get credit for a lot of that stuff or is he more just, like he does, a, he carried he, on. No, he does get credit for those things. He's a, he's a complex, complex man. I think most historians would not, would not downplay his problematic policies uh, towards Vietnam, maybe in a couple other areas. But overall, I think he, um, as far as the common man goes, he he did a lot more for us than, well... Well, first of all, I take offense to you lumping us in with the common man. Uh, secondly, <laughs> what what is he ranked then? Johnson. Uh, Johnson is ranked number 13 on this list. Okay, so he's still respected. Still very high. Yeah. Well, who's 12? Because uh, 11 is Obama. James K. Polk. That is just one president I know nothing about. I don't know. I mean, he he was president from 1845 to 1849, which is an era of American history that I am very ignorant of. Same. Ignorance hasn't stopped us from talking about a subject before, but I think we should move on because there is one more president left on this list that you have not yet guessed. He is number nine, and I will begin to give you some clues. And that first clue is I strongly disagree with his inclusion on this list. I think he had an incredible personality, very compelling character to read about, but he did some pretty shitty things. I'll give you another clue. He's on the 20. He's on the 20. Oh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I I was sure like that was one of the ones I almost said for not in the top 10 for sure. No, he does have... 
for my presidential hair, he's number one. Uh, I don't know. Van Buren, uh, it's pretty good too. <laughs> he has fantastic presidential hair. Now, Andrew Jackson just had a pretty, pretty hot quaff of hair. I guess in terms of his accomplishments, he's with. the only president to completely pay off the national debt. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Uh, but in, in contrast to that, he was one of the only uh, presidents to murder a whole bunch of Indians and remove them from their homes and, and force them to walk across the country and relocate in an area that was described as the Great American Desert, which is where we now live in Oklahoma. Thanks for tying that all together for us. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Jackson, uh, did I make that all over Indians? So when was Lincoln is number Andrew 16. Jackson was before Lincoln. Yeah, Jackson is he served in the first half of the 19th century as a Democrat. I'm looking now. Yeah, I, I, I've office. always heard terrible things about him, but I'm sure I guess I mean the national debt thing is pretty cool. I guess I mean it didn't last. I like I said he is compelling and interesting despite being a bit of a dick. He survived an an assassination attempt. Did you know that? Really what happened? He was leaving the U.S. Capitol building after a funeral of a representative from South Carolina. And as he was leaving, an unemployed house painter from England named Richard Lawrence aimed a pistol at Jackson and the pistol misfired. So he pulled out a second pistol, which is my favorite part of the story, is that he had two pistols in case the first one misfired and the second pistol also misfired. Uh, historians say it was probably due to the high humidity because these are flintlock pistols. And because his second pistol misfired, Andrew Jackson then beat the shit out of Lawrence with his cane. Wait a minute. How old was Andrew Jackson during this? You we want to know how old he was during this assassination attempt? When he beat the shit out of another man with his cane while okay. in office as president of the United States. Okay. He was born in 1767. The assassination attempt came on, came on May 6th, 1833. So he was 66 years old. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. It occurred in eight, 1835. So he was 69 years old. What happened to the... 69 years old in 1835 is 126 years old in 2018. You know, I, I was looking through these presidents while we've been talking, and some of these guys lived to like 90. And this is like the se John Adams, the second president in the 1700s. He lived to be 90 years old. Okay. Yeah, these guys... And that's when living was <laughs> shit. Hang on. What happened to the guy that tried to assassinate Jackson? I'm glad you asked because I did read about that earlier. Oh, um, you did do your research for your own yeah, top 10 list? Okay. The guy offered a few different explanations for the shooting. First, he said it was Andrew Jackson's fault because that he lost his job. If the president was dead, quote, money would be more plenty, that he could not rise until the president fell, which, uh, which is the kind of phrase that makes you think, Maybe this guy that just tried to assassinate the president isn't quite right. And then he told the interrogators that he was a deposed English king. He said he was Richard III, uh, who had been dead since the 1400s, and that Andrew Jackson was his clerk. So he was deemed insane and he was institutionalized. The last explanation, I mean, holds some real weight, I think. So let's go over our top 10. We got number 10, JFK. Number 9... Andrew Jackson. Good friend, Andrew Jackson. Eight, Dwight David Eisenhower. Seven, Woodrow Wilson. Six, Harry S. as in S. Truman. Thomas Jefferson. Theodore Roosevelt. George Washington. FDR. And number one, which is... With I a bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, no surprise, I've, I bet most people would have guessed Abraham Lincoln. And he's number one. Do you have a favorite, favorite portrayal? of Abraham Lincoln in film or television. Uh, Gabe in The Office in that one episode. Some people will get that. I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. You know, the, the big one that was recently, what's his name? The really good actor. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, thank you. He, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty unforgettable performance there. 
Yeah, as someone who has read a few books on Lincoln, he actually seems like he can't comes the closest to capturing uh, the voice. Every every other depiction gives him this very uh, deep, um, grave voice. Four score and seven years ago, like that. Uh, but historically, uh, he was supposed to have kind of a high, squeaky voice, despite his huge well, stature. As someone who read a lot of books on Lincoln, in your own words, to help determine what his voice sounded like, I mean, I'm really impressed with your um, expertise on this area. First Hell yeah. Uh, my favorite depiction of Lincoln is Robert V. Barron's appearance as Lincoln in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I've not seen it, but I'll, I'm sure people are just loving your reference right now. I'm stunned. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Have you seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? No. All right. Let's wrap this up. Okay. How do we do that? <laughs> people, we hope you enjoyed Brandon's list of the... T- how, do you, how would you summarize the list? Top the 10. Top, top 10 most popular U.S. presidents ranked by historians and people okay it's too long smarter than us we got it uh well how can they be smarter than you you read all those books you just said it yeah have uh three have one and one two pages of notes and another line on the third page (laughs) wow but you can you can tell us any of the what my line on the third page says trump is last comma lol (laughs) i think trump's doing a fantastic job Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast make sure you listen to our episode from last week on the top 10 video game franchises of all time we'll be back next week with a totally different topic in a totally different area outside of uh, presidents or video games of course Brandon how can they follow us on social media I'm glad you asked because I closed the document alright you can follow us on you can follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram our username for all three of those is Tennis Pod. That's one zero I S H P O D. You can leave us feedback on this episode, the show in general, and eventually we will take polls and listener suggestions for future episodes. Don't leave feedback that tells me I don't know a lot, a lot about presidents. I know that. I have two pages of notes that prove I don't know very much about presidents. But if you do want to leave feedback about Brandon's nasally voice, his um, annoying habits when talking, his lack of proper research for this episode, or the fact that he you know, doesn't really hold up his weight on this show, all that kind of feedback is very important. So, we, we know if we need to replace Brandon or not on the podcast, wouldn't you say, Brandon? That's yeah, valuable feedback. A, yeah, please send us that feedback. I'm Nick. He's Brandon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>